This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wilfernell bonus episode Hey, you got two this week <laughs> uh, How are you Tom? Uh, I'm good man, I'm good You know what, I feel very... Um... I feel good. I've just done an incredible workout with Stand Man Fakari, mm. mm-hmm. uh, which has uh, really set me up for today. Um, which I find a workout and it's just, it's you know excluding pressure and like excluding. Is that excluding a word? I don't, excluding. I don't think. I don't believe is a word. But I, I don't even know what you're trying to say. Like exerting. Releasing. Oh, releasing. Exer- exerting. Yeah, exerting, oh, exerting was exerting actually the Exerting yourself? One. Okay. Yeah, exerting, exerting yeah. myself and actually feeling ready to rock. The day feels like, you know, the day feels like, I'm, I've never been skiing before, but I can imagine it's the same sort of feeling like when you master a slope. Sure, 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 sure. I understand what, you, I understand what you're getting You've at. You've been skiing before. I have been skiing. I went skiing uh, for misadventures in uh, Bosnia. They've got good skiing oh, there, yeah. so... Yeah, and um, they let me have a half a lesson with the kids, um, and then they put me on an intermediate slope, and I complained about that in a way that they thought was funny, but was actually me on camera being quite annoyed. So there you oh, go. Yeah. Did, uh, how did you get on? Did you master it? No, I gave up halfway through. I said, I've had enough of this. There's no fucking... I'm going to die. Like that, Mate, it was like fog just to the left of us, and then it was just a sheer drop off that and I couldn't keep myself in a straight line. So I said, I'm just gonna go off the edge there. But what made it slightly embarrassing was one of the camera operators, she was um, filming me while skiing backwards down the same slope that I was kicking a fucking fuss up about. So uh, it was a bit awkward. It was a bit it's weird when you are as an adult surrounded by kids, you don't know who are better than something than mm. you are. Yeah. I had to go to asthma club not so long ago because I wasn't taking my asthma pumps right. Uh, this is before the last sort of lock, first lockdown. Um, I was sort of like getting like a little bit wee- wheezy. I'm going to be honest with you, Tom. I'm, I'm stunned into silence by what you've just said. 
So, um, so first of all, how, how does it get identified that you need to go to Asthma Club? Because the woman said that I wasn't taking the, um, take, like my, I wasn't taking asthma seriously enough. And I wasn't right. taking the, uh, I mean, this is before lockdown. And in, in all fairness, it might well have saved my life. But um, I went to Asthma Club and everyone else there was sort of ranged from the ages of about probably five to about 13 or 14. And they weren't called 13, 14 year olds. They were sort of me at 13, 14. Do you know what right. I mean? Like sort of, right. yeah. And did they, was um, it quite a buzz for them to see? Tom Davis, sort of. None of them knew who not, I was. Also, also not able to use a, an asthma pump like, like them. Yeah, I mean, I think for them to see a massive doofus not being able to also master what is essentially yeah. just pushing down on something and sucking. Was it? Um, was it? Um, was it a bit like you know those American films where a guy like some they, they put they put in a guy who's had to repeat the year like a hundred times, and so you, yeah. you end up with this funny promise with a forty-year-old man in a kindergarten <laughs> class. There was. There was a kid there called Jason who um, I could tell. Oh, so like, he made friends. That's good. No, no, I just he stuck out in my mind. He was like right. probably twelve, yeah. and I can. He was really like he was sort of like cock of the walk there. He was like you know I kind of like looked at him and thought actually probably everywhere else that you go you you haven't got the power that you weld here. And mm. I thought that's why I was quite. I I at one point I was thinking I could dominate here. I could be the coolest person, but I yeah. sort of let Jason have that that pride. Oh, that was nice. It was very magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah and so you might and so now you know how to use your asthma pump yeah i mean the teacher is the teacher was about 19 right like so i was i was like double, double the you could pretty much i think added up half the class and the teacher and they'd have been the same age as me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was pretty uh pretty shameful really yeah i went and had like three or four pints in a pub afterwards just to make myself feel cooler yeah, with a, with Jason, That's my was a cigarette. That, <laughs> was that with Jason and the teacher? <laughs> Jason, you going for a pint after? Yeah. He's eleven. Yeah, don't worry, I'll get you served, mate. Don't worry about that. You just, you just, sit, you just sit at one of the back tables, mate. Nah, I'll get you a little. Smoking school, Jason. Now yeah. you know how to do your uh, your, yeah. your uh, asthma pump. It's pretty yeah. cool, smoking. Yeah, you, you, I tell you what's fun, mate. Do one of each. Have a go on one. <laughs> yeah, just alternate. <laughs> So two two things that are on my mind at the moment, Tom. Okay, sweet one. One, I listened back to the episode, our last episode. Yeah. And I reckon I say the word fucking 75 times. Wow. It? Well, I mean, you know, I'm sort of slightly exaggerating, but I did swear a lot. So for the rest of this bonus episode, I'm going to try not to swear, just as like you know, an exercise. I, it was, I noticed when you're tired and emotional, like that is where you swear more. Like, you know, like... um. Sort of like someone at Asthma Club who gets upset because they can't do the pump, they'll get all stressy yeah. and sort of kick kick stuff. Yeah, that's your version of that. I swear. Do you think so? So do you know? Yeah. Can you tell? I've, I don't think I've been emotional on the podcast, have I? No, I mean sweetly emotional, but not like angry emotional. No, well, not, I, remember swe- I, mean, I, swe- I remember swearing a bit uh, during Newcastle hotel room gate. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, you do. Which yeah. isn't really much of an. You do a funny thing things. before you swear. Sometimes you go. You're <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck it <laughs> someone told me that Tom Cruise does that in fight scenes what's he do uh, have you uh, have you seen that um that TikTok compilation of Jennifer Aniston in Friends no. where like a lot of her lines she does a little cough before she starts any line oh so really Russ like she do that a lot and they put a load of them together and it's like a, it's like her in I think Jennifer Aniston's in the top five actors and actresses ever, maybe. 
Well, morning show. Morning, morning show. show, friends. Uh, the Dolly Parton film she did. Yeah. She, I think, I genuinely look at Jennifer Hansen and think there's nothing you can't do. Um, we Are the Millers. Oh, it's so good. We Are the Millers, isn't it? That's a great film. And she, I, I genuinely think she's like the Floyd Mayweather of acting. I think everyone, like you get, I think you do a scene with her and you're like, I'm not getting this. She's going to steal this. Right. She's, she, she's a scene stealer. She's incredible. Okay. She, she's like the Lionel Messi of yeah. comedy acting, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I look at it now and I think the rest of the Friends cast are okay. She's just on another plateau. She's just like, even when you go back and watch them, Jennifer Anson's dominating. You think she's the best in Friends, acting-wise? I don't think, I think she's the best in Friends by an infinite amount. An infinite amount? Yeah, yeah. I genuinely think so she's you, the, she's, Yeah, so what, what, what do you think of the others then? Because that sort of implies that you think the rest are shit. Uh, no, I think Matt LeBronc's a decent actor. I think uh, Ross is very Aniston funny. Jennifer is infinitely better than her. Him. Yeah, because she... The thing about Jennifer Aniston, if you go back and watch it, mm. she plays it in a... In a way, I genuinely think she's playing it for like there's elements of drama, there's elements of comedy, real raw emotion, and I think some of them, the others, sort of struggle with that a little bit. Do, and do, then do, they but do you fall think... into a place where they're trying to make it a bit eggy and funny, but trying like without look, this is no disrespect because I think um, uh, Lisa Kudrow, I think the comeback is one of the best shows ever made. Mm -hmm. Big shout out to that. I think it's amazing. She's incredible in that. Mm -hmm. If you you can't, but I infinitely think, but... worse than Jennifer Aniston though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I stand by that. Yeah. I'd, I'd literally stand by that for the rest of my days. So yeah. I think she's there, Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah. yeah. I think just, got... just so you know, for people listening, Tom's held his hand up quite high. That's to the top of the screen, yeah? That's the top of the right. frame, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come down like, about there. So now his hand's probably... about midway up through the screen. Yeah. I'm just explaining, because got... you know it's an audio. <laughs> yeah, it's an audio, audio podcast. thing. Yeah. So about there, you've got Courtney Cox. Okay, so that's yeah. about in the middle, yeah. Uh, Ross Geller. But, uh, what's his name? Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, Schwimmer yeah. Yeah. Jesus Matt LeBron Christ, are about here. I'll tell you, you've got those Laying here. waste to the French cast. Yeah, go on. Right. <laughs> but they're all, they're all in here. the middle, yeah. Then I come down here, a little yeah. drop below, and I say Lisa Crudrow. That's just for her performance in Friends. Okay. But I think Phoebe's hilariously funny. Yeah. But, right, you know, and then somewhere down here. Oh, my God. He's out, uh, he's out the bottom of the throne. Yeah, Chandler. Oh. My dad hates Chandler, and I can see why. Like, genuinely. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've ever said this story on it here before. When my dad first retired, he started like catching up on TV shows. And I remember going around to see my dad and, uh, and my parents and went around and knocked on the door. My mom was like, oh, good, your dad's in a bit of a tizz at the moment. And I was like, what's wrong with him? And she's like, he's been watching Friends. So I went into the uh, living room and he was just seething. He just found Chandler so annoying. Like he was like, he's always got a joke about saying. He's always got something to say. But, and every time Chandler walks into the room, my dad would go, ugh out loud and he, he, he and he, he talks about tv people like they're real so he's yeah. like i mean you'd have a pint wouldn't you with, with joey or, or ross but then if charlie turned out you'd swerve it you just you wouldn't even give him the time of day you just let and genuinely i feel that with Charlie. i get exactly what my dad meant because I'd, I'd do the same if I, i'd say now if, if i was going if you turned around to me and went oh, i'm having a dinner party and i went who's coming and you're like oh it's obviously me and lisa rob beckett and his wife Catherine ryan and her husband uh monica and charlie i'll go i'm not coming yeah, because you go, why have you invited two fictional characters to a dinner party? No, but you're fucking like, lunatic. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying. In a, well, okay. Say me and you lived in uh, New York in that in Friends in that yeah, alternate universe that Friends is real. Okay, yeah, go. For yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Friends is real. Me and you probably live on the floor above or the floor, probably the floor below, because we're not doing that well at the moment, right? We we we'd probably be one of those characters that occasionally, when they lose a uh, like a a, ha a rabbit or something. 
when they go knocking around on the doors. We're one of the fucking loopy bastards that lives on the floor yeah. below. Yeah, we're oh, like the same guys. Hello. No, I haven't you know, seen a rabbit. We, no, we, I don't know we, where the rabbit is. We're at. We're our characters out of House of Fools, right? <laughs> well, hello, Rachel. <laughs> what brings hello. you to what brings you to my flat door? And then, yeah, Charlie's <laughs> like, this guy's going to know where the rabbit is. Um, <laughs> right, so we live there, right? Yeah. And it's your fiftieth birthday, right? So we're having like a party, and we're inviting people from that we know in New York. You would go to me and you go. Uh, Oh, hey, Tom, I'm looking at other people that might come to my 50th birthday. And I'm like, huh, like who, Ram? And you're like, um, well, I was thinking we invite uh, Phoebe. She's really funny. And uh, Joey, Monica, obviously Rachel and Ross, they're my favorites. Um, Gunther from the cast. And do you think I'll invite Chandler? And I just tell my guy, if you invite Chandler, I'm moving back to Texas. And that's a damn fact. Okay. It's a, it's a very long run up for that to just sort of reiterate the point you made at the beginning of this, that you don't like Chandler. <laughs> no, but I just think that, that's, that's where my head's going. That's, All right, that's okay, what I mean. You, like, you. No, yeah. but I think that's almost like worse for Chandler. In the Is basis, there, but, yeah. We need to get into emails, but before we do, do you think there's an argument that the reason that... By the way... I do think Jennifer Aniston is absolute, a, a remarkable actor. And Jennifer Aniston, if by any chance you're listening to The Will For Now we would break our no guest rule to have you on the podcast oh, because well, Tom and I are both yeah. massive fans. I think you're unbelievable. He's a saint, I think. If you haven't watched The Morning Show, mate, she is... I would go as far as to say, actually, I think humanity peaked when Jennifer Aniston was created. Okay. I, I would like to distance myself from those comments. But but I, I, we are a massive fan of Jennifer <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, do you not think it's because Rachel's sort of the only one that's really written like a real human in Friends? I mean, no disrespect to Friends, no, I really no, love no, it, no, but no. but she's she's a more nuanced, real character. Let me just clarify, I think Friends is in, I think up there with the up there with Seinfeld, Seinfeld, Curtis. It's, totally it's, it's a perfectly written sitcom. It's yeah. incredible. And when I say about the characters that, that ranking, I'm talking about people at the very uh, highest echelons of what we do for it. They're incredible, all of them. But I'm just saying that. Jennifer Aniston for me just walks a higher path, and I mean that. I'm not just saying I don't. Th- I don't, I can't think in my head of a role that Jennifer Aniston where I look and watch a film and think, oh, I, I think there's no, nothing I can think that's. I just think mm. she. I think she can do anything. Yeah, the breakup. She's fantastic in that as well. Isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, I and- think she can save a bad movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, God. let's get into emails Jennifer here Aniston. before Tom fully climaxes. So, um- <laughs> <laughs> you frick. <laughs> So, first up, uh, Dear Wolf and Al, thank you for what has become my favourite podcast. I, <laughs> I just to... thought I'd say, sorry, could I just go, say something? Go, go. I just thought, like, um, if we lived below the oh, Friends here cast. We go. Here we go. <laughs> I just thought our names, right? I could be like, you know, Danny Lopez or something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought your name could be like Tony Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're a prop comic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let me have a look if I've seen a rabbit and just start pulling out loads of different shit. No? Is it this? Is it this? I can't everything but a rabbit. Yeah, it's a cu- oh, cupcake in a hot dog bun. Is it this? Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then I Phoebe could... would just turn around and go, is it weird I find him sexy? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, he could touch my phalanges anytime. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to get your advice on first dates. I'm a single guy who's taken to the dating apps throughout a very long lockdown. Next month, I'll be going on a first date with a guy I've been texting for a couple of months. It's been well over a year since my last date, so I'm a little out of practice and naturally a bit nervous. As you're both incredible human beings, nice. I wondered if you could share any first date advice or stories when you went out with, respective, with your respective better halves. Supplementary questions. Do you have any recommendations for male free fragrances? I've been using Creed Aventus for a few years now, which I always get compliments, but are there any other hidden gems I should know about? Thanks, and remember to never doubt yourselves. Love to the max. Tom. Yo, Tom, first up, don't doubt yourself, bro. Because um, that Creed stuff, that smells good. Mm. Um, I would say... Uh, Chanel Blue is good. Sauvage, I um, you know, if you can get over the Johnny Depp advert, is a is a lovely scent. Um, uh, I love I love a little bit of a Tom Ford, little uh, little spray up of a little Tom Ford on on, on the firm's always nice. Um, but also, if you're going to go to Tom Ford, go to Tom Ford and uh, like now you can go into a shop. I don't know if you've done this wrong, but they'll find you the perfect fragrance for your for you, like your smell, your your own. It will soak into your skin and, and mm. really mm. fucking own your fucking smell. Uh, so I'd say, yo, Tom, do that. Do that. Treat yourself. Do you know, um, that, do you know that Aftershave has got whale puke in it? What? A lot of Aftershave's got whale puke in it. Um, Mate, I would sincerely say I was just rolling whale puke. I mean, how do they even know? When, what, do they just get... How does that work? Is that like whales just being sick somewhere? It's really you can, it's really expensive uh, to get. So it's um, I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up here. It's, I actually it's, generally because of everything in that um sea conspiracy. Yeah, the fact that they've just got what essentially sounds like bulimic whales being sick for um for aftershave is actually one of the most. I, 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 I don't know. Had. I don't know how they get it. They, I think they just find it in the sea. So it's um it's called ambergris. And they put it in aftershave, and it's really expensive. And if you find it, like like some uh, one couple found in, I'm just looking, literally reading this off the, my phone, in Morecambe Bay, Lancashire, uh, found a lump, a 1.5 kilo lump, and it was worth 50 grand. What? It's a product. Of, it's a product of the sperm whale. Only sperm whales make the compound responsible for ambergris allure. Different compounds uh, is made by sperm whales only to glue together squid beaks. Jesus Christ, I mean, I'm getting a bit too into this. But anyway, the point is they use it in aftershave, and I think it's in Aventus. Anyway. Man, I mean, let me just say quickly, um, shout out to whoever found that, because that's, that's a big mozza ball in your mouth if that doesn't work right. Mm, absolutely. That really is. Yeah. So, you like, know, when people yeah. are sort of adding sort of bergamot and cinnamon, and then, some, and then you go, do you, do you reckon we should use some sperm whale puke? And it's yeah, like, this... um, sorry, sorry, Dan, <laughs> are, you, are you high? That just sounds like a guy who's just got a, like, like a job lot of sp sperm whale sick in his fucking, uh, in his garage yeah, or in his fridge. He's just got a warehouse yeah. full of whale puke. Just to find a, a Literally, is, you know, he's, he's, you know, it didn't work in Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> tried it in cognac. He's, he's tried it in all manner of things. Grated it as a topping for lasagnas and pasta dishes. <laughs> didn't work out. Didn't work as Pritt stick. Yeah. His last round of the dice is it, yeah. <laughs> like a Jack Lemon yeah. character. I was literally about to give up. I was about to set fire to this warehouse for the insurance. And then I just thought, let me see yeah. if it works in Cologne. And there, there it is. Um, I'd say, though, Tom, listen, um, you know, this is, this is probably the first time that I'll say this, and it means it's so, so sincerely, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say this. 
do you, bro. When you're going for a date, just do you. Uh, and this is coming from someone who tried each and every way to do a first date and do a date uh, and tried multiple different ways of turning up. Um, and I tried to do cool. I tried to do intellectual. Uh, I tried to do sort of like brooding tough guy. Uh, I tried to do most things to sort of like really sort of sculpt a first date and none of them worked. Um, uh, and sort of it took me to really get to sort of like thir- in my early 30s to really realize that actually being myself and uh just being a massive doofus who 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 yeah self-deprecating idiot would actually yeah because in all fairness if your relationship goes anywhere with someone you don't want to bite off because otherwise you could end up playing that character for like 20 25 years mm. um and yeah believe me slip. i'm stuck in a fucking role i can't <laughs> quit now <laughs> basically masquerading as a sexy enigma for Lisa for the last 12 years <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Oscar winning role that will never get into anything yeah he was a sperm whale spunk salesman <laughs> <laughs> who started a role he could never finish so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think just go with being you, Tom, man. And, and look, smell nice, dress nice. Uh, and also, this is actually the most invaluable piece of advice. And, and I genuinely think that, you know, someone said this to me once. But but listen, it's amazing. Like, me and my wife, actually, is one of our favorite pastimes of if you're out and you see a first date. And uh, you see just, usually it'll be like one person just overtaking all the, conf- uh, and we talked about this a lot on the last show, I think or show before about bragging, but someone who's just doing all of the talking, I think take that little step back. And it actually weirdly coming out of lockdown, it's really easy just to fucking like sort of like outpour everything. But um, yeah, I think, I think, listen, be yourself, smell nice, and just work on that really sweet, sweet laugh. And Tom, you'll be a man, my son. Uh, very uh, yet again, very good advice from Tom Davis, the wolf. There, uh, that listen thing is great. Do you know that I read somewhere it might have been in like one of those old school how to win friends and influence people books or whatever. But if you have a conversation with somebody and all you do is ask questions and listen, they will leave that conversation thinking you're an incredible conversationalist just because they feel like they've had a proper chat. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. you know sometimes we've all been in chats with people where. You feel like, have you been in a conversation? I know you and I have been in a conversation like this recently where you're sitting around and basically there are people just waiting. They don't even give a shit what you're saying. They're just waiting for no. the opportunity to throw in their anecdote. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's... it's insane. I mean, in our world, it's, it's so much. I mean, <laughs> we sat in a situation where, um, yeah, it felt like sort of like this uh, person would tell a story. He'd give us the... Uh, you know, the sort of like <laughs> the fair crack at the whip for me and Ron to tell a story. Yeah. And then he'd tell a massive, aggressive story on the back of that without listening to any. And his story wouldn't have to follow a segue. Like, the, I think conversationally, right, you had to follow a segue. Like, you know, you tell a story about saying, and I tell a story about a similar experience. And then that's how conversation works. Or, you know, we'd all just talk about that thing. He just, he like, we could be talking about gardening and next thing I know, he's talking about aircrafts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a whole different fucking... Uh, uh, and, and, and some people are very comfortable. I know this seems weird coming from a com- coming from two people who have a podcast where we just talk and talk and talk. But in a, in a social setting, some people are so comfortable with time on the ball. I find it incredible. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're sort of... <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? 
It's just sort of, you just sort of think this has been with you for, 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 for a fucking long time. Oh, no, I've sworn. There's eight this people sitting around. <laughs> there's eight people who all have an opinion. Um, anyway, sorry, that's slightly, it's sort of not what you're asking, uh, Tom. But what I would say to you is, that's great advice to listen. Um, I think Tom's absolutely right. Be yourself, be interested, smell nice. Um, and also the one thing that I would say is, even if, listen, I don't know if this is good advice, but I know it's advice that I've, that I, I've given to people and I think is a good general tip. It's sort of keep your powder a little bit dry about how into the other person you are sort of after the date. You know, if you've had a nice evening, you might think to yourself, oh my God, I can't believe how well that went. And you might feel like you want to text that person immediately. Even if you do feel like that, people can be interested in someone and then get put off by how sort of thirsty the other person comes across. Later on down the line, you can say, I wanted to text you straight away. And then they'll go, oh, I wanted to text you straight away. And you can have a good laugh about it. That's much better than you texting the person immediately and them thinking, oh my God, this person's just looking for a relationship with any living being. Do you know what I mean? So just, you know, that would be my kind of tip. There's a couple of, um, can you hear that noise? What is it? We've got a ring doorbell, which is great, but Lisa's turned up the, if basically anybody walks within five metres of our front door, it sets off this kind right. of weird chime thing. And you live on a high street, right? Yeah, it's a nightmare. We're Oxford Street. <laughs> we're just above, uh, we're just, just above Nike, Nike Town. <laughs> That'd be such a fucking nutty situation <laughs> to have a ring doorbell on Oxford Street. I'm not getting any sleep, but no one's broken in. <laughs> feel secure, but um, I've got long, deep-seated anxiety from the fact that I haven't slept for three months. So, next email. Uh, dear Lisa, Rom, and Tom, um, love the podcast. And he goes on to be very, very nice about it, but I'm not going to read all that. Um, to offer some background, uh, moving on, I have a question for you that at the moment is debate almost on a daily basis between me and my wife. To offer some background, we recently bought our first house. It's not anywhere near where we used to live. It's about an hour and a half drive away. And because of this, we've reduced who we know locally to zero. Now, the new house is on development of about 20 houses, and on moving, we received a card inviting us to the development WhatsApp group, which I decided we should join in an attempt to immerse ourselves. My wife was less optimistic about this. I grew up in a house where my elderly neighbours were like surrogate grandparents, and even as a child, I'd regularly cross the shared drive and sit in for tea, biscuits, and a game of cards. They had the spare key, so as a teenager who would always lose his key, I would regularly go around after school to borrow it, which of course meant more tea and biscuits. My wife moved around a lot more, and I don't think I had the opportunity to form that kind of relationship. It's been three months since we moved in. Since joining the WhatsApp group, we have one neighbour knock on the door to say hi and spend the next 30 minutes talking about her anxiety issues. One neighbour asks us to take a photo of her garden as it's lovely. Asks to take a photo of our garden as it's lovely, and she wants to complain to the developers about hers. Then on top of that, it became known that I'm a police officer and have already bought, been sought out twice for advice both times regarding neighbour disputes. Neither of which had any apparent crime or ad. Sorry to laugh, but this is quite funny. Uh, this has led to my wife's I told you so stance to strengthen and my will to try and get her to integrate with me weakens with every weary neighbour I meet. I that there do, to be a, do appear to be a fair no number of normal people, but to, interaction with them has been minimal, as expected in the current climate. So my question is, how well should you get to know your neighbours? How many neighbours should you get to know? Has the day of trusting a neighbour with the keys to your house been and gone? Thanks and keep up the great pod because it's helped me. It's helped keep me sane. Um, 
I'm going to keep him anonymous just in case. Um, yeah, his neighbors yeah, just in case his neighbors listen. I mean, his neighbors sound like a fucking succession of bellends. Yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, an absolute, um, absolute nest of fuck faces. <laughs> um, but yeah. Listen, uh, Anonymous, um, but I'm going to call you uh, Ryan. Um, okay. Well, that's unfortunate because... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Ryan, um, listen, mate, uh, I'm actually in a very similar position, uh, a very, very similar position. Uh, I moved uh, away from where I'm from. I moved about, yeah, about two hours away, I guess, from where I'm from. Um, we're closer to my wife's friends. My wife has a lot of friends around here, mm. but you know, in doing what me and Rom do, I, I, my head was always that it's better for her to be closer to her her sort of friends and family than than me to mine because I'm away a lot. I work a lot, so um, uh, that's just the nature of the beast. But uh, we've moved also to a new development, um, and look, I, I, neighbour wise, it is a real mixed bag of of people. We've got very we've got what've become very dear friends who are sort of two doors down who do have a key for our house. Um during lockdown they've been a godsend. They've like, you know, been amazing. They're they're lovely people. Shout out Michael and Lisa. So we see a lot of them. And uh they they they've generally become very good friends. And then just down from that we've you know we've got I've got a few people on the development I play golf with. I've got a few people that sort of over the sands of time have uh, have become friends that sort of you know you chat with and, and you get on with. I mean but then on the flip side of that we we've we've got people who um who take absolute, you know, liberties, or you got people that uh, who grind your gears a lot. Um, I mean, there was a, uh, a succession of burglaries around, uh, not last Christmas, the Christmas before, and uh, there was a Facebook group uh, made for the uh, for the estate that we live on and the development we live on. So um, that my wife joined that. We were the flip side of you and your missus. My wife joined it more. In all fairness, I became obsessed with it. I became, you mm. know, actually sort of in the end sort of three or four King Gary storylines came from it. But um, yeah, I, 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 I found the sort of stuff that people go on about just insane. Like, and, and also, so during lockdown, I think that intensified of sort of people reaching out and, and yeah, I mean, there's sort of a side of that that I just, you feel a bit sort of sad for because there's certain sort of people reaching, but there was a lot of people reaching out quite aggressively about anything. Do you know what I mean? It felt like sort of, you know, um, and now we're coming out of this lockdown. It's sort of people are being judged on the basis that they're, oh, that's the person who was like um, doing this or doing that, or sort of like you know trying to run things, as we say. Um, so I think, in short, what I'm saying is, on every de- new development in every new town, there will be there'll be gold in those hills. There will be gems to find, and you will find them, my friend. You will find them, Ryan and Libby. Um, I'll call your wife Libby because um, you're good people. And, uh, yeah, by the sounds of things, uh, you want to build a utopia that is reminiscent of the one when you grew up in, uh, and you sound like a decent guy. And I think there will come a time where a school child who may live a couple of doors down knocks on your door because they've lost their key. And you invite them in for tea and biscuits. And uh, can I, can I just can I just say, absolutely <laughs> do not invite them in for tea and biscuits. Okay? It's 2021. <laughs> If you fancy finding yourself on a register. Uh, no, no, but he knows their mum and dad and he knows them is what I'm saying. Okay, fine. Just be, I just I just would say, you know, just be careful of that sort of thing. You know I mean? Yeah. So, so know, times have moved on. Yeah, my point is this, right? It's for you, yeah? It's for you to keep on the earnest sweetness of the child that you once were. And I believe you can do that, Ryan, because I think you're a superstar fella. Okay. That's really lovely. Um... Ryan, uh, what I would say to you is this. 
You and your wife have obviously had different experiences growing up, right? You've had an experience where you've, had, you've been in a beautiful neighbourhood where you can go and see the neighbours and it's lovely relationships and your wife probably hasn't. And so for that reason, that has coloured your interpretation of, of, of how this should be. So I don't think you should be too hard on your wife. I think you should be, you know, it's totally fine that, that you are coming at this from, from, from different places. I think it's nice what you're doing, mate. I think it's nice that you're trying to engender... Uh, a good atmosphere and a good set of friendships with your neighbours. And yes, that might be a bit annoying at times, but I think you sort of put up with that for the benefits you get. Like I, I'm not massively close with my neighbours. Um, but what I would say is, um, year before last, no, no, sorry, last year, we we had to rely on the goodwill of our neighbours because we filmed the Ranganation from my garage. And we had to have uh, like OB trucks and broadcasting equipment and stuff all set up in the in the, in the the street. And if any one of them had objected or kicked up a fuss, we wouldn't have been able to do it because you're not allowed to piss off the neighbours just to make a TV show. And they were all so understanding and lovely about it. And I'm not saying it's just because you want to rely on a favour, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you do get on with the neighbours or, 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 or you have a good relationship with them, you don't necessarily even have to be friends with them, but there's, like, you know, goodwill and understanding. It makes life a lot easier. Um, if you fall out with a neighbour... If you get into a situation where you've fallen out with a neighbour, which has happened to me in the past, uh, you need to start instigating uh, moves to, to, to move to a new location because your life will never be good. So, um, you know, it, the long and the short of it is, do you, Ryan? I, I think both yeah. you and your wife um, are doing great. And I understand what, that you're coming at this from different points of view, but keep encouraging relationship with your neighbours to the max. Okay. I just think I'm going to end it by saying some princes are born and some princes are made. So, yeah, yeah, uh, and I I can't think of anything else I could add to that that's also completely irrelevant to the to the story. But um, there you go. Yeah. Right. So here's a here's a quick one. Wow. Uh, Wolf Al et Al. It's mainly to you, mate. Actually. Okay. Uh, well, uh, my request is for some face mask guidance. Can the wolf recommend a face mask? Uh, I'm uh, a, a big gentleman, and I struggle to find any face masks that fit and look reasonable to cover a beard uh, and my face. Any recommendations? Uh, now, he's come to the right place, because I've got to tell you now, Tom, you're one of the drippiest geezers I know. So you got What's any, the guy's uh, name? What's his, what's his homeboy's name? Uh, Dave. Well, of course it is. Dave, my guy, my G, Davey boy, Dave-o. Um, listen, Dave, um, I've got two words to say to you. Under Armour. Under Armour make the sickest, sweetest, um, most secure face masks. They come in a range of different colors. They come in a range of different styles. They also have a decent thickness to them, so you feel secure. Um, and others around you feel secure. They also will cover your your face. Uh, I, I notice it's one of the few masks that I wear, and I don't get that sweet, sweet steaming of the glasses. Um mm. Uh, it'll cover the beard nicely. Um, uh, so shout out Under Armour. I also and, and look, we're we're still in the in the qualms of quite cold and chilly weather. Um, but you know what I really really rate, and that's a schnood. Um, a, a, you know, a schnood that you can pull up. Romesh actually busts those. He's got some rather larry coloured ones that are quite um, sort of quite tie dye vibes. Um, from what I remember, it's not um, tie dye. It's not tie dye. <laughs> No, you did have a tie dye one on once. No, no, don't, I don't want you to to imply to people that I wear a tie dye snood. <laughs> you definitely had a tie dye snood I on. I did not day. have a tie dye snood. 
<laughs> it was like orange and green, I swear. No, I'm not wearing a tie-dye snooze. Right, well, yeah, listen, snoods are great, man. Um, snoods are great, snoods are fun. Uh, let's all wear snoods with everyone. So, uh, okay, yeah. great, great, great. Okay, so so that's, uh, there you go, there's your recommendation, Dave, good luck with that. I would also say, I don't know, if, I don't know anything about, I mean, I've got a fairly large face, but the Gresham Blake, Gresham Blake does some really good ones. Gresham, actually, but... Shout out Gresham Blake, actually, uh, yeah. for um, being a really nice guy and a sweet, warm, warm soul. Actually, I need to do a shout out, actually. Um, oh, here we go. This is not an advertisement. This isn't an advert. But I want to shout out the guys at Fresh Kicks because um, those guys have taken some cherished trainers of mine and mm. made them as good as new. And in a world where we're worrying about the environment and we're worrying about all sorts of things, for a bunch of guys to stand up and say we're going to do something about it, man. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you can take your, you know, yeah, whatever's and just these guys are just absolute <laughs> real fucking yeah mountains of men. So uh, yeah, okay. yeah, shout out. So it's, it's basically just so you know what they do. That they, they will they will launder your trainers, but they don't just launder your trainers. They do, they, they look brand new after that, and and they take trainers that are in an absolute state. Oh man, fresh. honestly, they work miracles. They work miracles. Like you know, you might have a pair of trainers that you've had since you were I don't know. Like twenty three, we yeah we, yeah we get the yeah we get the idea. They will they will deal with really horrendous trainers. Yeah. Now speaking of adverts, yeah, uh, that's sort of the subject. Oh, there's a couple of things actually with this with this uh, with this email. So this is from uh, Steph. Okay? Hey Steph, uh, you're Steph. Big fan of the podcast. I've enjoyed the many conversations in which the wolf has expressed his strong beliefs in only advertising things he fully believes in. Noble. Especially love the Burger King story. Now, before we get before we carry on with this email, I just want to tell you something about Burger King, right? Yeah. So, I, as a vegan, yeah. right, I am constantly looking for a decent fast food option. And what yeah. I mean by that is, you know, I don't, I don't ever, I, I don't need Burger King, McDonald's, all these places to have amazing vegan burgers. All I want is a passable option because you're constantly out of your friends, and they go, "Should we just nip into McDonald's quickly and grab something?" And so just having something that is an option is valuable. With that in mind, Burger King released a vegan chicken royale thing, right? And they also got this plant-based Whopper. Okay? Right. So now the other day, I decided to try both of those burgers. Okay. In one sitting? In one sitting, yeah. I didn't My get God. fries or anything. I just, got, I, just no, got, no, I just got no, the no, two burgers. Burger King fries are amazing, by the way. I missed them. Um, so I got the two burgers. Uh, let me just tell you this now. Both those burgers were fucking unacceptable. Oh, really? They were unacceptable. The plant-based Whopper can absolutely eat a bag of dicks <laughs> twice. It is, It is. I would say, now bearing in mind, Tom, veggie burgers are banging now, right? Oh, I, yeah. you know, I have them like, all the time. Beyond Me, Impossible Burgers, all of those burgers, they're getting it right. Where Burger King have pulled this thing, this monstrosity out of, I've got no idea. But it's a big, big thumbs down for me. Now, just to, to give you an idea, I, I did prefer the, the, the chicken, the vegan Royale thing. But what I would also say is I would have also preferred a, a dog turd to that plant-based wow. offer because it was, it was rank. And in fact, Burger King... I'm putting myself out there to say, you need to withdraw that burger, mate. It's it's doing. You, you cannot call yourself burger royalty. So that is twice we've said that Burger King is shit. Guys, we're just saying now, boycott Burger King. 
boycott Burger King by all means. Um, yeah, they're letdowns, they're big okay. stinking letdowns. Well, uh, anyway, the email goes on after the uh, loving your Burger King story. You can imagine my surprise when I was listening to an old, old episode of Richard Herring's Leicester Square podcast with Tom Davis. Uh, initially so excited to come across it and get some extra Tom time. It's obviously somebody that enjoys this podcast but wishes that they could listen to the wolf without the owl, I imagine, so she's yeah. gone hunting. Imagine my surprise when within the first 10 minutes it was revealed that the wolf has been paid to create some long promotional videos about a Southampton football club. What? This is incredible. Wolf is a West Ham fan, and he said on the podcast that he did it for the money, and it feels like cheating on your wife. Just one to consider. Now, can I just say, Tom, in the style of you, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, with all of the rage that you have sprayed out by the bucket load like a angry jizz Listen, at George Clooney, the number of people you've taken down, your absolute incandescent rage at people advertising things that they don't support or they don't consume. And now we've found out that, Tom, one of the most militant hammers that I know let me, just, let me just jump in here, um, because sure, uh, I know I'm, that you're I'm, getting I'm... no. I know that you're getting dizzy and aroused with um, <laughs> <laughs> self righteousness. Um, but uh, I need to throw this out there. And, and look, Steph, okay. I, th- I value your listening. I value you as a human being, and I think what you've brought up is a very, very good point. Um, I was paid by Adidas. That was an Adidas commercial. Oh my that god! That featured Southampton. Oh so my the o- god. original idea was it was supposed to be West Ham. I was contractually meant to do it, um, and I ended up uh, it ended up in Southampton. The three stripes being the whole reason into it. Also, also, it's worth me saying at that point when I did it, I was uh, a very, very poor comedian. I was genuinely mm. just starting out in this industry, mm. right? Mm. And mm. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. It, do I look back at it and think, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done it? But also, I had rent to pay, and I was very much on the bones of my very ass. I was, I was really struggling at the time. So, with that said, um, yeah, look, I am man enough to say that maybe I have at times outspoken and, and, and been rather damaging to, to, to people who are doing efforts. But if everyone can go back and listen to something, and this is what I was yeah. saying, I bear no ill will, no Ill, Ill will on anyone who is doing stuff that, you know, is either sort of up and coming or people who are earn, having to earn a living out of it. My point was mm. this, George Clooney, right? Keanu Reeves. What I'm talking about is Johnny Depp if he doesn't wear Savage. No, no, no. Ke- Keanu Reeves, before you say this, Keanu Reeves and George Clooney are different. Keanu Reeves is in the game. Yeah. So, so that's understandable. Yeah, so Keanu Reeves, look, George, I'm going to shout out. Keanu Reeves, man, you're a G. You're an absolute legend. I love your stuff. You're an amazing guy. And I didn't realize at the time you were in the game. So, mm. yeah, and actually, because of miserations, because I don't think anyone play, played the game long enough to actually see you, you were in it. Um, wow. So, uh, um, but, you know, you're, you're one of my favorite actors of all time. I love you, bro. George Clooney, again, one of my favorite actors. But my point was on that. If he doesn't drink this drink espresso, yeah. Uh, so because yeah. it, because what you're saying is because he's not up and coming because he's made a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, but also look, it makes I will, it. Makes I will it say worse. this: I'm a massive West Ham fan. Never in that Southampton video was I a Southampton fan. I was a guy brought in to help Southampton. Sure. And let sure, me just sure, say, sure. by the way, go back and look that season when I came in to help Southampton. Their oh, results were incredible. They beat Arsenal. They beat Southampton. Don't do this. Yeah. You know, shout out to Sadio Mane, one of my close friends. 
Virgil van Dijk, these guys went on to do amazing things. Am I a mm. part of that? Of course I am. So, look, some men are born princes. Some are created as such. Okay. Uh, to give you some credit, at least that makes a bit more sense in this context. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you have done if it was Millwall or Spurs? No, no. No. So, so, so the truth is you did know that you were doing something. That I did Southampton because I think Southampton genuinely is a very well-run football club, and I, you know, and I need they are, they are, they and are. I needed the money. I'm not gonna, I'm ne- never ever gonna say I was very skint at that time. What, what what would you do if I you saw that I'd done an advert uh, for Adidas that involved like Tottenham or something? Yeah, but that's a whole, whole different matter. I know you wouldn't. No, but what would you do if you saw that? Well, I know that you're a multi-millionaire, so I'd be like, "Why is it? Why have you done such a dickhead? Such why a have dickhead. you done that?" Look, uh, it, look, I'm going to say. I'm I will say this. this as well. I, since that day, I have been offered work by nearly every other Premier League club, and I've, most of them uh, aside West Ham. Um, and I've I've said no. So you know, and I, I've turned. I, I can tell you now, and you know that I've turned down adverts that I don't believe that are, are for me. So yeah. Okay. Look, I, what I would say to you is. Um, you actually did. You actually did defend your position quite effectively there. It sort of it rankles for me to say that, but well done. You've actually does it rankle actually, Nathan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it made me feel like made me feel like I was in like a, a production meeting with someone pitching me a dreadful idea. Yeah. So we've got this show called "Does It Wrangle Nathan You?" and it's. Um, it's just members of the public, uh, and they are they've got. They've got things that they think they find really annoying. And what you and like a couple of your friends, you know, some of your funny, you know, some of your funny friends, we, we want it to be friends of yours so that there's a natural rapport there. What you've got to decide is whether hearing that story, whether that wrangle Nathan's you or not. <laughs> and then if it does wrangle Nathan you, you just press a buzzer. Um, we get a big sort of confetti gun sort of shoots across the stage. It just says sort of wrangle Nathan. Um, and then that person is is put into the Wrangle Nathan Hall of Fame. And, and, it, sort of and if like it that. goes the other way, a big cow comes out and it fucking shits warm diarrhea all over the person in question. We've got we've got a cow just sort of backstage, just constantly being fed Jal Frazee. <laughs> okay, we've got time for one more, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Uh, love the podcast. I need your help. Uh, me and my partner are expecting baby number two at the start of July. We're struggling to think of a name. We both like the name Storm or Stormy, but Ooh. with my last name being Payne, we don't know if it'll sound right. I know Rom's got kids who probably, and so has probably been through this place, and I feel like Tom could probably think of some good choices that would suit with the surname. We already have a daughter called Ivy and don't want something too similar. Cheers, guys. Keep doing what you do. I mean, I think you've got to be careful with the name Storm. I really do. I, I think... Why do you say that? Well, look, when you're naming a kid... Right, you've a name like Storm. Don't get me wrong, like it's an incredible name. If that person can like, take that name on their shoulders and run with it, mm, okay, mm, mm. you know, look, me and you are both fucking. We it shows us both how mediocre our parents thought me. Us, me and you are going to be. You, my name is Thomas. Your name's Jonathan. Do you know what I mean? It shows just now that even as babies, our parents looked upon us and thought they're not going to have the fucking vibes to, to carry no. Storm yeah. or, or fucking... One of my mum's favourite things to say about me is that I was completely free of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so they knew that we wouldn't be able to call, be called Dalton or fucking Storm mm. or fucking yeah. Viper or whatever. Right? So I'd, I'd be wary of Storm or Stormy. I, I really... I mean, both lovely names. I think you need to just assess the kid. And I think Ivy, by the way, is a beautiful name. I think it's a... I'm a classicist when it comes to names. I really am. 
you know, I really think a nice classic name is, is you know, or just make something out completely. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Leaf Pain would be nice. Leaf Pain? Yeah, Leaf would be cool. Yeah. Be careful with Storm, but Leaf would be cool. Yeah, but Leaf is, is Leaf is so, works on so many different levels. I've never seen a kick book called Leaf before. Yeah. You Sometimes know, also, when things, you know, when things you know, haven't happened before, there's good reason for that. Yeah, also... Like I also haven't heard a kid called dog shit before. <laughs> no, Leaf is different from dog shit. Come on. Like Cola. No one's, I've never seen a kid called Cola no. before. No. Yeah, no. Actually, Cola Toro, but Cola is sort of... No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, the, listen, I don't... I, 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 I get where Tom's coming from. I, I think... Choose whatever name you want is the truth of it. You know, don't, don't worry about outside perceptions, really. I mean, one of the problems that Lisa and I had as teachers was that we couldn't think of a name that we didn't know a kid that was really annoying that had that name. Do you know what I mean? So that, Did that you know any tricky. kids called Leith? No. There we go. Sorry. But I teach, you know, I taught in Crawley. How <laughs> likely is that going to be? But, um, but what I would say is um, don't ever tell anybody the names you're thinking about before you've actually given the baby the name. Because what will happen is, is people will put their 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 opinion in and ruin a name for you. And there's, you know, like yeah. if you if you if you say I'm thinking about calling the baby Storm, they'll go, oh, I'm not sure about that. Like Tom did. I'm not criticising Tom. Tom's just giving no, his no. honest opinion. If you'd have, if you'd have said in your email, our first child's called Storm, I almost guarantee you both would have gone, isn't that a lovely name? And that's because your baby's already got that name. Yeah. People are not going to criticise a name that your kid's already got. True. Say that. So what I would say is choose carefully. Keep it to yourself. And you know what? When you're choosing a name, do you and do it to the max. And actually, just quickly, I'm going to throw this into the mix because I know we've got to go. Wood. Cool. That is a great name for a kid. Yeah. Wood. Wood Pain. Wood Pain. That's good, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a fitting. I didn't even think That's about great. the surname. It's even better with this. Yeah. Wood Pain. Yeah. Wood Pain. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. It sounds like a strong name. Yeah. And then it sounds also... like something a builder asks to be passed to him <laughs> to complete a job. Got past the wood pain, wood pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, right, no, listen, you... I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. Uh, we've got a dash, but um, it's been lovely chatting to you, Tom. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I man. love you, bro. And as I yeah. always say at the end of all of these, go easy, go free. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.